Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of The Adventure Jogger brought to you by 10 Junk Miles, Steve Martin, Jason Chatham, John Merck, and Ryan Mayer, and everyone listening. Thank you for downloading this thing and taking us along with you on a run. Steve Holcomb, the first time I saw him, he was dressed in his mailman outfit, and it's actually what he does for a living. He's a mailman, but he was running the Mid-State Mile in his mailman's uniform. And I knew that if you're running an ultra dressed like a mailman, there had to be a story there somewhere. And there is a story. He's an actual mailman, one of the old school walk around a neighborhood and stick things in your mailbox mailmen and he's got a really interesting view on life a real simplicity and a real awesomeness i think you're really going to love steve holcomb and enjoy this episode of the adventure jogger The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome to another episode of The Adventure Jogger, and out and about at races this summer. Of course, you heard the, the story about my son last minute. Signing up for the Mid-State Mile, very big day for for both Jeff and I. We saw Cohen complete his first ultra marathon that day, but I saw something else at the Mid-State Mile that grabbed my attention, and I said, you know what? There has got to be a story there. He was not the winner of the race. By the way, if you're looking for an interview with the winner of the race, um, you can Go a couple back episodes there. You can you can go check out our interview with with Justin Hamilton. Um, he won the race. That's in the back episodes. But there was a guy who was running every single lap out there at the Mid-State Mile in a full mailman outfit. I'm talking the shorts. I'm talking the shirt. The whole time. I'm like, there's a story there somewhere. And there is. From Streeter, Illinois, the mailman himself... Steve Holcomb is on the Adventure Jogger. Welcome, Steve. How's it going, Ryan? It's going pretty good. When I saw you wearing that that postman's office or the the the, the mailman's outfit, the uniform. What? First of all, why the heck did you do that? And is that something you do at every race? I've uh, I've worn the shorts before, but I uh, I got a hold of uh, the. I think he got fifth last year, Mark Holcomb. Yeah. 
and he told me uh, the the deer flies and the bugs would be uh, terrible and to uh, look up everything I could to uh, deter them. Those uh, didn't end up being a problem in the race at all. So, uh, but uh, the big thing was to wear light colors and I figured I wear that thing 55, 60 hours a week. So, uh, you know, might as well just throw on the shirt and uh, happen to be the hit of the uh, out on the trail. So it all worked out. For sure, the, the mailman jokes continued, but the shorts themselves, are are the mailman shorts better than, let's say, just say Patagonia Strider Pros? Uh, so I, I actually wore some Patagonia Strider Pros underneath the mailman shorts. Um, <laughs> you doubled up. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, uh, I even training for mid-state, I, would, I live a mile from work, so I would just run the mile from work you're from home to work in the mail shorts. Uh, a lot of times I'd be too lazy to go home and change. So I just uh, go hit a four mile run or something in the mail shorts, uh, show up to CrossFit in the mail shorts. I'm just, uh, you know, a bachelor that's too lazy to do laundry. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> now you are, when I say you're a mailman, you literally are a walking, delivering the mail mailman do you have a truck or do you walk all your routes yeah we uh i i park uh you know and do like hour and a half two hours uh, uh different parts of town and uh yeah um you know do that been doing that for 15 years and uh actually gonna resign here in about two months so i don't know if i change my uh name here real quick or uh <laughs> Yeah, you got to change your Instagram handle from Mailman Steve eighty seven to former Mailman Steve eighty seven. Yeah, I, I figure like NBA players, you know, they play for about fifteen years and they still refer to them, you know, as a, uh, you know, they don't call Shaq uh, the former player, you know. So I guess <laughs> you should be you should be all right with that. Let's go back though. Let's let's get to the the origins of of Mailman Steve. Kind of give us your running story. Um, I was the uh, slowest kid on my T-ball team, so my dad, uh, you know, bought a treadmill to fix that real quick, and uh, you know, ran local five Ks growing up. Uh, ran high school cross country. Uh, was you know <laughs> the fifth runner of a you know average team at best, you know. So yeah. Um, and then uh. Kind of, you know, drank away my 20s like a lot of Midwesterners do, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, for sure. And basically uh, just did the, uh, you know, uh, turkey trot every year. And uh, we, uh, I mean, uh, great group of friends. So we actually have like a a tradition to uh, whoever wins has to wear uh, a, a full suit the next year out of our group, you know. Um, so that kind of kept me involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite of what you'd think. You'd think last place would have to show up in a suit, but we make the first place person show up in a suit. So, uh, you know, so they can't win again next so- year. <laughs> I, I absolutely love this. Would people pick up on this trend, please? Will people start betting your group of friends at the Turkey trot? Whoever comes in first has to wear a suit next year. I love it. So we, uh, nobody's repeated and last year I won. So, uh, when I repeat this year, I'm telling all the guys now, they all, we all as a group have to wear a suit the following year. So, uh, 
I'm going to break the tradition here real quick. (laughs) I love that you're the slowest kid on your T-ball team and your dad goes out and buys a treadmill. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it was, it was definitely a love hate relationship with the, that, uh, that old treadmill, but I mean, I'm, I'm better for it now. So yeah, you do these Turkey trots, you know, you, you have fun, you have a casual relationship with running when, when you stop drinking your twenties away, like we all do, when did running become more serious for you? Um, so I, so in, uh, about two years before I ran my first ultra, I, uh, took a big canoe trip out in utah mm-hmm. had never even you know been out west uh hadn't visited any of the national parks and it just happened to be the day we left was the 100 year anniversary of the national park system mm-hmm. and then uh we we take off and two of the guys had uh you know, none of my friends had kids at the time or maybe one had and two of the guys of the five announced that they we're going to have their first child. Yeah. And I'm like, I should probably pick up some damn hobbies because all my <laughs> buddies are going to be busy, you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, so that night I'm, you know, thinking about stuff and, uh, we, uh, we took some, uh, poisonous portobellos, I will call them. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we did not know it was monsoon season and, uh, you know, monsoon came through, uh, on this canoe trip um, while, <laughs> while I was in, indulging in some poisonous portobellas and uh, the, uh, you know, the, the tent shaking, I'm having a ball because I'm, you know, you're high on shrooms. High. You're high yeah, on yeah. shrooms, Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, t- so two of the guys were sober and they were batting down the hatches, you know, and, but anyway, after, uh, after I lived through that ordeal, you know, um, started to visit all the national parks and, uh, but I only got a week off work, you know, yeah. at a time. So I'm like, I need to be in better shape for this. And, uh, I started doing high points. So like climbing every, uh, state high point was mm-hmm. the goal. And I'm like, shit, some of these are 35, 40 miles long, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, jumped into a 50 K without ever running more than 16 miles, which, you know, your son obviously was a little bit more impressive than me, you know, only doing <laughs> what eight miles was his longest. Yeah. As long as was eight miles, five years prior. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I did 16 miles going into a 50 K and, you know, 200 people. So I'm in third place, you know, up until about mile 20, (laughs) not realizing, you know, the back, uh, 11 miles are going to be rough, you know? So, but yeah, so my first 50 K I absolutely fell in love with it. You know, um, I think I ran like nine ultras in 2019. So um, I really jumped, uh, you know, balls deep into it, I guess. Yeah. You know? Wow. I believe that is the very first time that shrooms were ever involved in someone's decision to start running. That was probably the most unique coming to ultra <laughs> story I've ever heard. Steve Bravo. Yeah, no, I, uh, actually, I mean, I was actually a cigarette smoker at the time too. And it got me to, and that was part of the reason, uh, you know, also was to quit, uh, smoking cigarettes so um yeah it was a uh definitely a life-changing experience so did you get a vision or something when you were shrooming it up in that tent and your your sober friends were 
were battening down the hatches and you're just loving life did you see something weird um no i think most of the time i um thought it was the tent from harry potter you know so this was a six-person coleman tent but it felt like i was at like you know the tundra zone up in lambo or something it was uh you know 100 times too big and uh you know wow and so just that experience of your your friends saying you know hey we're i'm gonna be a dad you're like oh god all my friends are, are having kids i gotta find some hobbies you give up smoking then or or were you still smoking when you ran that first 50k no i i had uh i i, I mean god it's been six years ago so i might have had one or two left on the you know on that trip mm-hmm. you know but not the trip trip the just the canoe trip right but uh, <laughs> um yeah and um and like i said i did it I didn't run my first ultra till like two years after that, but I, in the in the middle of that, I had visited 25, 30 national parks. I'm at mm-hmm. like 35 now. And like I said, I, on one of those trips, we we're camping at Guadalupe mountains and just happened to climb the peak we were next to. And it was like the highest peak of Texas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is like a hobby. You know what I mean? There's a, um, high pointers club yeah that's what really you know um um right before i did my first ultra i did uh i i rode the blue ridge parkway and hit like eight or ten or something on that one trip you know so but yeah i was just like shit i'm i'm out of shape (laughs) 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 so you know i'm like i need to go uh you know run some ultras to uh you know prepare myself for montana and wyoming and some of those crazier you know most people get in shape to run ultras you ran ultras to get in shape to to go to the highest peaks in states yeah 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 i mean and that you know i was listening to you know you had courtney dewalter and you know goggins and cam haynes and stuff like that on rogan and you know so i would hear them on podcasts and so that piqued my interest as well you know yeah, when you got a guy yelling at you with David Goggins, he does tend to get you fired up, no matter what he's saying. When you yell it like Goggins, everything sounds inspirational. Yeah, Goggins. Uh, I did the. Uh, I tried doing the four by four by forty eight this weekend, and I only made uh, the four by four by forty four. So I'm sure Goggins is pretty. Uh, he's disappointed right now. Right now, he is very pissed off. He gets like a sense. You know, in the force when someone doesn't complete the the Goggins challenge, and he gets in a real bad mood, like which one of these motherfuckers didn't complete it, man? Come on! <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I I did go to CrossFit like four hours. I, I slept for like seven hours, but I made it to my gym class, so I get I think I get like a half point. You know, Something, yeah, but with no excuses with David Goggins though. He's, he's not yeah. going to buy any excuses. Yeah, that, definitely a DNF still in his his brain. So. <laughs> That's just weakness. No excuses. It's just weakness. <laughs> so, I definitely was not carrying the boats and the logs, uh, you know, at 4 a.m. that morning. No, you were not. Steven, you, you let him down. Okay, so are you a mailman at this time as well? Yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm, I'm actually going to resign here in like two months. Mm-hmm. But um, there, I'm, I work about 45 Saturdays a year and uh, – kind of make more money than I can spend. <laughs> I'm a very cheap ass person. So, uh, I, uh, and I've put away over the years. Uh, so I think I'm going to, you know, quit so I can go do some more adventures, uh, you know, on my own time. I'm kind of uh, fenced in here, I guess. Yeah. You know? 
Right now, everyone's Googling how much walking mailmen make in Streeter, Illinois, because they want they want to know. But you live very simply, and you're like, you know what? You want some time to do things that you enjoy doing. Yeah, um, my uh, my yearly salary is uh, more than my house is worth, and that just shows you how cheap real estate is in Streeter. So. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Streeter is the heartland. If you want to talk heartland, Streeter is smack dab in the middle of I mean, of Illinois. Twenty minutes from Starve Rock, you know, people from Chicago come down here every weekend for something that's in my backyard. So you know, I you know, go f- still find an eight dollar burger and fries. You know, places it's you know, <laughs> place to be. And you live pretty close to Corey Waltrain. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, I texted Corey for advice on this interview. Uh, so. Oh, okay. Pull out, pull out the phone. What was Corey's advice to you about being on the adventure jogger? Um, well, neither of us drink. So that was basically, uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't drink or uh, take any edibles before. uh, (laughs) Keep the shrooms. Don't go after those shrooms again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Corey didn't mention those, but yeah, that would be uh, probably a no, no. (laughs) I mean, it's possible. I'm still out on uh, the river in Utah and this is all figment of my imagination. You're still tripping, dude. I don't exist. You are still (laughs) tripping. It is, it is 2016 and you are still tripping in Utah, my friend. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so you you find ultra running. Do do you at some point get more excited about ultra running than you do the high point thing? Oh yeah, yeah. So I um um yeah, right now I've uh, I think it's been 2 3 years since I've well COVID didn't help obviously. Yeah. Um and last year I had a 5 week trip planned out west like I had scraped together enough vacation and i uh got kidney stones like a week before so uh, so yeah i've had a mid-state was kind of the same way it was a uh like four weeks of uh bad luck running into uh mid-state so uh you know just had two bad memorial days in a a row here so well what happened what happened uh prior to to mid-state this year so uh at one point i was going um Played in my yard all day, you know, Saturday before work, went to work like 10 hours, didn't think, you know, went to bed, woke up the next morning, jumped in the sauna for close to two hours without realizing I already had poison ivy. (laughs) I, I, you know, using the little brush to scrape, you know, the skin off my, you know, body and everything. So I just spread that thing (laughs) everywhere. God, called in sick the next day. Had to go get steroids, you know, at the hospital. And, you know, the steroids did not make me look like an NFL linebacker, unfortunately. (laughs) So, you know, two weeks of just tossing and turning in bed, you know, getting no, you know, still trying to run and stuff, but not, uh, you know, able to do it, you know, and yeah, just getting five hours of sleep instead of eight or nine. And then uh, I went on went to go on a three hour um training run like two weeks out and i ended up breaking my toe so oh my god <laughs> and then um um we uh i ended up work you know it was hot as hell that week and ended up working tens all week um we left what friday morning at 
four in the morning to get to Tennessee. So mm-hmm. everybody else is basically already setting up camp. And um, we actually got in a little, uh, um, everybody's fine, but, and, you know, car made it down there, but we hit a, a tree on the way. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> a tree fell across the road uh, on the way down to Tennessee. And uh, my brother drives a Tesla. All the, all the, um, power was out in southern illinois so we got stuck at, uh, at a charger it was a uh, it was a whole mess uh, getting down there so oh my god well i think that makes it very reasonable that you weren't able to hang with a high school kid who has whose longest run was eight miles five years prior i yeah, think that I mean, makes a whole lot so, of sense so that uh that ultra sign up has me like four miles behind him and i did 34 miles so i'm pretty pissed i gotta get a hold of somebody up there <laughs> they only got me down for 30 i had 31 laps and they had me down for 31 miles so you know i'm <laughs> like i'm not letting some high school kid smoke me like that yeah we uh we uh we had the opposite uh problem my my dad was trying to get me to run like 15 16 minute loops and you were trying to get him to run back with justin who i was running with. <laughs> right right because he was <laughs> right because everyone that was at mid-state mile kept hearing jeff and i yell at cohen slow it down stop hanging out with luke bolschweiler and get back with justin hamilton but i'll tell you what he ran with both Justin and Luke and um, I, I, I feel bad because I think he's hit him up on Instagram quite a bit like he's been chatting up his new friends quite a bit <laughs> yeah I think he added me on Instagram actually too oh so. really so you you got added on Instagram yeah I didn't get any DMs though so I'm pretty pissed <laughs> that you know all these other guys are getting all this love and I'll tell Cohen to, to send Mailman Steve a message. Like, don't let Mailman Steve feel left lift out. You gotta give you gotta give him a good message. Um, DM him. Don't don't leave him. Just don't leave him hanging. You gotta send him a nice DM. So so Steve, do you think your job being what it is, being you know physically taxing? I mean, it's cold out. You've got to go on your feet and deliver the mail. It's hot out. You've got to. Go out and deliver the mail. Do you think your your job has played a role in your fitness? Oh yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, my job as long as you are doing even slightly anything else is a. I mean, like you know, like because I going into mid state, I probably had 30, 40 mile weeks. I mean, and then but I'm walking seventy or eighty miles, you know, with like basically like a rucksack i mean i'm out there like you know goggins every day you know yeah uh you know just carrying amazon everywhere but um <laughs> yeah i uh yeah no it's definitely um even out there like you know justin made some nice comments even you know because i was i walked almost the whole course like the whole time mm-hmm. i um uh, my uh i i screwed up totally screwed up my electrolytes my hands blown up so i couldn't hold the trekking pulse but um yeah, the first eight until everybody else could use trekking poles, I was just zooming past people on the hills and then just walking the rest of the course and just being back at 18 minutes, you know, kind of like clockwork. And then, um, yeah, just kind of let the mental uh, beat down come in once I was, uh, you know, not. <laughs> I think one loop I had one pole in my hand and just kind of like itching at the dirt, but <laughs> it was pretty, uh, I knew my, uh, laps were numbered basically once i uh you know once your hands ballooned up so much you couldn't hold the trekking pole yeah i was only uh i was only putting like three of those element uh 
things in per gallon and everybody else was using like six or eight, I guess. So yeah. I was pretty, uh, pretty far back on that whole, uh, you know, and, uh, I had two guys on my crew that were going to be cooking up burgers for me and, uh, they, uh, couldn't make it cause of a wake. And, um, so I was, I was vegan the whole day and I think that really screwed up my, uh, you know, race as well. Yeah. If you're not generally vegan and you're used to <laughs> yeah. having protein, that's, that's not a good look for you. Yeah, it was uh, peanut butter, apples, and avocado. Uh, was, smash guacamole was my uh, you know, uh, nutrition for the day. So, And there really is nothing more depressing than wanting burgers, and you go in and there's just avocados. Oh, and I mean, I, I am a uh, total millennial that loves me some avocados, but yeah, I, I probably didn't want them that bad. So, yeah. <laughs> So, so, plus, plus, I didn't have the toast with my avocado, so you know, I, you know, I was pissed. <laughs> so, so, Steve, you're talking about your job requires you to, to really you're walking seventy miles a week with your gig. Oh yeah, so I mean, today's a bad day, and I didn't like work out. I have twenty eight thousand steps, and today was a non overtime day. So, Thursdays, I'm doing you know, 28,000 steps on my route, then say another seven or eight on somebody else's. So yeah, even just going up for a four mile run after work, some days I'll be 40, you know, 40, 45,000 steps. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I, um, so yeah, there's some quarter million, you know, step weeks, you know, in the, <laughs> in the mix. Um, it's, I mean, it's a perfect job. If I was, you know, pre COVID, I was working 40 hour weeks and, uh, Ever since then, I mean, just the Amazon and crap like that were, you know, shorthanded people just working more hours than uh, I kind of want to work, you know, so. So do you find that, I mean, that's got to be a benefit for you because you, you said you were out of shape before, but if you are if you were walking even then doing 20 or 30 miles a week, you still are in pretty good shape. I'm betting all that walking has probably helped you in spades in ways that most people could never get working like a regular desk job. Yeah, I mean, I was still probably, you know, running 21, 22 minute, three miles. It wasn't like I was, uh, you know, I probably once or twice cracked 200 pounds at, you know, six one on Tinder. I'm probably, you know, just barely six <laughs> foot, but <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I was never, um, you know, uh, fit friends would tell me I was getting chubby. I wasn't actually, you know, ever, you know, over, you know, overweight. You right. Know. You were fit. You were, you were fit fat is what skinny you were. Fat. You skinny were skinny fat, right? fat is what that was. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Uh, you know, um, again, Midwesterner. So, you know, there was times in my twenties, I was bowling three nights a week and then it was wing, wing night and then it was the weekend and then it was Sunday fun day. And then you repeated that, uh, cycle. So, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of pizza fries, uh, you know, burgers and beers, you know, that's a dangerous life. You live in the Midwest sometimes, especially when it gets cold. <laughs> Yeah. So I actually, um, I'm actually a big fan. I'm a little bit of a Wim Hof guy. So I, I'm kind of one of those idiots jumping in the river in winter and, uh, you know, shoveling without a shirt on and shit like that. So, <laughs> so mental toughness is not your problem. No, I mean, it, 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 it definitely was at the mid state where I just got in, 
you know, a I'm I'm wasn't going to go out there and compete with Justin those boys, right. but uh, I definitely thought I had 20, 24 hours in me, you know. So um, it was a little bit disappointing, but yeah, but um, so mental toughness definitely was a little bit of a factor that day where I, you know, the course didn't get me. I got myself, you know. Well, you got to think too the humidity of the South is a little different than the humidity of the Midwest. Yeah, no, my, uh, that's what my, my parents moved to Sarasota. So hopefully I'm going to get, uh, you know, the, uh, mixture of the two and I Tennessee being right in the middle, probably, uh, you know, definitely get some, some, uh, miles and, you know, um, I actually signed up for the Tennessee mile. So going oh, for good. 40. Yeah. I signed up for the 40 hour. I'd really like to get a hundred on that course. So, you know, well, we'll be out there as well, so we'll see you there. Awesome, awesome. We're all signed up. Cohen's like, well, you know what? Goes, registration goes on. You got to sign up before the break goes up. I'm like, don't worry. I'll sign you up. Don't worry. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I was kind of paying attention to see who was all in the 40-hour and adding them all on Strava, you know, to see uh, see who I'm behind and who, you know, I'm ahead of on the, uh, you know, training for the course, you know, give me some inspiration. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. But what they won't have is – your mailman training but that's only going on for a couple more months yeah yeah no i uh actually today was going to be my last day and uh with gas prices as high as they are in the market down i'm like you know i'll work for another 10 weeks i uh you know i uh got a couple couple weeks vacation in there and uh um i'm signed up for uh scott coomer's badger up up in wisconsin and oh that'll uh, be a lot of fun that'll be a lot of fun yeah did you say this yeah i uh so i'm gonna be uh sick that day at work you know so hopefully my boss isn't listening to this (laughs) (laughs) that's no that's cool that's a cool race and scott oh yeah i did did the 50k last year and uh at the time i was still drinking so i was uh pounding some spotted cows and moon mans you know at mile 22 so that's the way to do it spotted cow honestly if you've never like spotted cow is the best beer to come out of Wisconsin. Um, and I've, every person I've had try it falls in love with it. And now every time I go back home to Wisconsin, I have to bring like cases I have to fill my trunk up with spotted cow for everybody who wants it. Yeah. My, one of my best friends is in Madison and, you know, I definitely have people trying to get me to stop and grab some, uh, moon man or spotted cow or they got some uh some kind of cherry thing where they fit like a thousand cherries in one little bottle and it's you know 12 percent alcohol and tastes like uh you know some kind of chocolate um sucker or something it's amazing yeah but, they know uh, what they're doing they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure they, this isn't their first rodeo are you going for the hundred at badger um, I'm doing the hundred K there. I'm doing the hallucination hundred like six weeks later. So I, uh, you know, get my Western state ticket in for, you know, 2047 or whatever year I would, uh, you know, maybe. <laughs> right. if you're lucky, get in. Get in that. Yeah. yeah. Cause that is not an easy race to get in. And that's the understatement of the year. What I love about what Scott Coomer's doing is, you know, he's, he's, he's done plenty of races He's talked to everybody under the sun with his with his podcast, 10 Junk Miles. If you've not listened to 10 Junk Miles, that is a highly recommended uh, podcast from the Adventure Jogger crowd. But um, is that he's seen the sport from all sides. And I think that gives him a unique perspective to being a race director because he's seen things and can think of things that other race directors may not have thought of. 
Yeah, no, I mean, they were, uh, I mean, the whole crew there was amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was lucky to, you know, hang out at the aid station afterwards, uh, last year. And that, that's my plan this year is to, uh, run the hundred K Saturday and then try to help out where I can on Sunday. If I can still walk, obviously, but I think it'd be all right with all the miles you do walk you with you with your job. And then the, the running on top of that, I think you'll be fine. Oh yeah. No, I mean, that's so, I mean, part of the bad thing about the job is having to walk Monday. I kind of have the self governor. <laughs> right. I've done a lot of, you know, last year I had to do on Sunday and I had, you know, it was supposed to be my Monday off and I got forced into work and I, I switched from the 50 mile to the 50 K and yeah. So I'm like, man, I could probably run this a lot harder. I just wouldn't be able to walk for a week. You know? So <laughs> right. um, that's part of the reason I kind of want to quit the job too, is just, um, you know, kind of take the training wheels off for, you know, running and just, you know, things in general, you know, I can kind of had a lot of trips canceled because of wildfires. Like I said, that kidney stones last year and just, you know, even this year I was going to go out West and stuff going on in Yellowstone and just fires in Arizona. It's like, be nice to just be able to kind of pick and choose, uh, you know, with the weather, when you go traveling, you know, and not be stuck with whatever week you have off that year you know are you gonna be a are you gonna be one of those guys that lives in a van is that the goal so yeah i uh i have a uh i have a super route back and i've definitely slept in that thing in about 46 <laughs> of the 48 states <laughs> um, and uh i have a tesla cyber truck ordered so i think at some point i uh there's a chance I might be selling my house and just living out of the cyber truck, you know, if that thing is ever made, that's one of those things. Yeah, I (laughs) know. Which is funny because they've been talking about that thing for, for five years and they keep saying like, Oh, we almost got it. It's all, it's almost coming when like how many other electric trucks have been made in the amount of time that Elon Musk announced it was coming out to when it's actually come out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I my brother works for Rivian, so I think they just uh, I think they're shooting. Wait for a, a minute, your yeah. brother works for Rivian, and you bought a Cybertruck? Well, he he actually shows up to he drives to work in a Tesla, so he's even worse than me. Because oh, <laughs> I would think he would have a. I'll tell you what. Just talking cars here for a second, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Rivian's truck is the R1T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then their SUV is the R1S. I think the R1S is the best-looking SUV that has been released in the United States in the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are both – even the truck, I I wish the – I think the truck only has a a four-and-a-half-foot bed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I shouldn't be talking crap about Rivian. (laughs) (laughs) That's my future sponsor, right? Right, right. My brother's already got the end. You know, they're going to – yeah, but <laughs> no, but seriously, what I love too is that the the R1S, their SUV, looks kind of like a modern take on the old International Scout, especially with yeah, the, I, with the two tone. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm probably too young. I I might know what you're talking about with the. Oh, English, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. dealing with a millennial. I'm sorry. I know. I know. Uh, I know. Remember that I'm, episode I'm, of of uh, of of. What would be a show that you would watch? Avatar: The Last Airbender. No, our, an international scout would not be in there. Yeah, I I I believe it's like a big old suburban almost, right? Or, no, just just when you have a second, just Google international scout. 
Okay. Or I got international my right trooper. Me, so yeah, I'm, just Google it. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll all make sense to you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I actually, TV shows won't help either. I haven't had a TV since uh, 20, 2010. So uh, wait a minute. Kinda, you haven't had a TV since 2010? That's how I can afford to uh, resign from my job. I'm I'm really cheap. Uh, yeah, we uh, we had a tornado come through town and uh, MediaCom kind of pissed me off. They're charging me still at you know when I didn't have cable, so I got rid of it and just kind of yeah, kind of looks like a Ford Bronco. But anyway, yeah, I uh, yeah having a yeah I'm. That's why I didn't even know how to work the Zoom call because I'm really <laughs> stupid with uh, don't how to use a buddy's laptop just to, uh, you know. So you have, <laughs> you have no TV at home. Do you have a computer at home? No computer, no. No computer, no TV. There's got to be a, a joy in that simplicity, though. You probably are not sucked into all the stupidness that everybody who's dialed in to all the technology is It just, just is not living in that world. Yeah, I mean, I just... I mean, I even just got an Instagram like three or four weeks ago, and I really tried to make it just uh, national park stuff and runners. So, and uh, even on Facebook, I am I am not afraid to give somebody a thirty day snooze if they're talking politics or yeah <laughs> any, anything uh, of of that sort. It's like, man, if I if I can't change it myself, I don't I don't want to you know get into it almost you know like uh, you know. It's just uh, there's too much stuff that'll suck you in and, uh, you know, make you hate the world. You know, it's, you know, ultra running has taught me it's a pretty beautiful place. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things where ultra running has a great ability to remind you of the beauty of not only just the world and nature itself, because you can run in some really beautiful, wonderful places, but it also reminds you of the beauty of humanity and how really we're not as divided as as social media would like you to think like like social media and and the news would like you to believe that americans fall into two categories they're either this political party or that political party and people of those parties hate each other's guts have nothing in common and won't have anything to do with each other where you know you you get into an ultra race all of that stuff is is so so minimal doesn't even come up and you find that people from all walks of life you know whether it's navy seals or high school kids or mailmen or you know whatever all come together and have this common experience and this common joy together and build these bonds and you realize that we're not as divided as they'd like us to believe we are no, yeah, there's definitely some uh, nuance in all. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get talking to it, you probably agree with the other people a lot more than, uh, you know, the talking heads on TV, you know, would have you believe, you know. We all need to live a little more like Steve Holcomb because honestly, what I wouldn't give to not have a TV. Well, you know, there's some, I like, I like movies and stuff, but yeah, to stay away oh. out of the out of the social media fray would be, ugh. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, yeah, it's... <laughs> Plus, I go to bed at like uh, 8.30 a lot of nights. I'm a pretty uh, boring human, you know. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, even being a big Packer fan, I, I only get to see like half the games because they're on primetime too much. So, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like uh, TV almost does me no good because I'd be in bed when, uh, you know, all the action's going on anyway. So, Well, here's the Benny, too. I've, I've got so many college students in my house right now that you can get NFL Sunday ticket for, like, real cheap if you're a college student with a college yeah. ID. So I've watched all the Packer games pretty dirt cheap just because of using my my children's student ID to get my Sunday ticket. 
Man, that's that's definitely a way to go. You gotta scam I, I, the system, Steve. You gotta scam the system every once in a while. Absolutely. I mean, I uh, you know, I I watch uh, a lot of Game of Thrones on my phone through somebody else's you know, HBO <laughs> account. So, you know, <laughs> I, I uh, you know saw saw the first uh, couple couple seasons with a girl that I was no longer together with anymore. So I was uh, you know. Had, those last two seasons, you know, were were tough going. You know, you so. you dumped her and still used her HBO password. Oh no, no, no. I used a Buddy's password. Oh no, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got hooked hooked on the show. You know, while hanging out with her, and then uh, yeah, then the show was still going on, but we were no longer going on. So, so like, honey, yeah. can we stay together until the show is over? I, this isn't going anywhere, but I really need to see how this ends. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about simplicity, Steve. And do you do you bring some of that to your running? Oh yeah, I mean, um, so that's this is what I'm gonna have to work on. Is yeah, I had never used trekking poles going into the race. Um, even I should have been, you know, had one of those you know band kits around my waist. I, I bought one Ultra Aspire or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, a lot of times I'm just. Uh, I'm running with uh, you know one liter flask that looks like Papa Smurf's dick, and uh, you know, just kind of <laughs> <laughs> just kind of flopping that thing down the trail and uh, filling up every four miles, you know. So that's about uh, you know. I can't wait to see that brand in stores. Is that a Papa Smurf's <laughs> dick flask? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it's a Solomon one, but that's what always reminds me of is just, you know, that, you know, because, yeah, I, yeah, there's races I've literally, um, even, you know, I did a 50 miler and thank God I put a drop bag in because we, they took us through a creek in Michigan, but uh, yeah. for like three quarters of a mile. But yeah, even I, I guess I'll probably have to use a drop bag for the uh, 100K, but I haven't used one before. So, yeah, I'm usually just showing up in the – probably show up in the mailman shorts with the flask on and, you know, in the pocket, and that's about uh, about it, you know. Do you run with a GPS watch? Uh, yeah, I do now. I have a Garmin Solar, um, kind of like the Forerunner 55 yeah. or yeah. whatever. Just, But this one has a – bigger battery for bigger races so i figure you know because you know it's not on strava it doesn't count obviously yeah that's what they say the run does not count unless it's on strava but i do think there is some there's some there's some truth to and there's some joy to be found in simplifying your running like you didn't get into all the fancy stuff because really this can be this sport can be as expensive as you want it to be if you want to spend thousand dollars on shit for a race, go right ahead. You can. People will gladly take your money. But I think there is a a joy in simplifying your running from time to time. Like I have found that you know, if I'm just not hitting what I want to hit, if I don't feel like I'm at where I need to be, just putting the watch in the in the drawer for a couple of weeks and just running strictly by feel. And not knowing how far I've gone, just going by, yeah, I'm going to run for, I don't know, I know generally a route through my neighborhood is about four miles, but I'll just do that. I have no idea how long it takes me to do it. I have no idea what my pace per mile is. And I found that sometimes like two weeks of that kind of resets my battery for getting all the information again. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit of a numbers nerd and I'm, uh, you know, 
kind of a math tone follower, but yeah, I should probably be able to go out by feel anyway and still stay in the 130, 140 heart rate zone, you know? So I don't like to work too hard out there. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my, my lie. I'm like, yeah, I'm just following the math tone method, but I'm just really lazy. You know, so. <laughs> Jesus. That's awesome. I love that excuse. I'm using the Maphophone method right now. No, I'm not walking. I'm just trying to get my heart rate down, okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I had a 5K the other day. And I still walked in it. So, I mean, I, I, you know, ultra running has ruined me in that way. I just walk every hill I see. You know? Like, <laughs> I, I don't care if it's a three-mile race or not, you know. Steve, it's not walking. It's power hiking. It sounds more I, extreme I, when you say it that way. That is true. Yeah, I I, I, I need to uh, I need to work on my vocab. I mean, <laughs> Walking the hills on a 5K. This is power hiking. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. I was still first streeter finisher, so I I was yeah still got home with the plaque even with walking. So you know I'm just you know (laughs) nice. I remember trying that Mafone method where you take like was is it one. 80 minus your age. 180 minus your age, and I remember looking at my watch going, oh my god, I have to go slower than this. That is something that takes a lot of dedication at the start. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely uh, definitely can be a pain in the ass. And some days you're like, ah, like, you know, um, and that even kind of ruined me with the uh, with the Goggins thing, because I was like, man, if I'm if I'm doing all these miles, I, you know, I still want to be able to run, you know, next week. And if I'm doing it at a high, you know, so my my 12th uh, four by four was going to be, you know, like uh 17 minute mile pace probably mm-hmm. so <laughs> i was just like, like yeah i'll just go to sleep like i don't need to i don't need to finish this thing <laughs> right. off you know right goggins goggins isn't gonna go wake me up in my bed or anything you know <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny we, we talked about goggins earlier and he is probably the most requested guest that we've not had on the adventure jogger people always say you have to have goggins on you have to have goggins on first of all david goggins is not coming on the adventure jogger and it's nothing that i i'm not taking a stand his people won't let him on the adventure jogger like he has agents and all that stuff that decide what he goes on and you know he's going on joe rogan he's not going on the the adventure jogger it's just not it doesn't fit his image right i mean we're not we're not a very serious running podcast we tell jokes i mean i laughed hysterically when Steve described his flask as uncle as Papa Smurf's dick. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but David Goggins is not going on a podcast following up Papa Smurf's dick jokes. He's he's just not going to do that. And and I would I would only want to interview him if I could interview him in a way that would be different than what he's done on on nine thousand other podcasts, which is yell and scream about being determinated and all that stuff. Like I'd like to know who this real guy is. Like what's the real David Goggins story? So. I mean, if that could ever happen, who knows? Maybe one day we 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 move up from the world of tertiary running podcasts and all of a sudden Goggins' agent goes, you know, David, you'd really do well if you go on this adventure jogger podcast and maybe then it'll happen. Yeah, I mean, out of the Rogan guests, you're probably more in like Burt Kreischer, you know, uh, area. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd be more likely. Uh... Well, no, because I have, I have a running joke that anytime someone's been on Rogan, 
I'll never be able to get them. The only person that has proved that wrong is Harvey Lewis. I thought I would never get Harvey Lewis on the podcast because he'd been on Rogan, but he was all like, Oh, yeah, I didn't even know he'd been on, been on Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he'd been on Rogan. A rich Roll, right? Oh, yeah. He's with Rich Roll. Yep. Yeah, sorry. He's been on Rich Roll and Rich Roll and Rogan. If someone's been on Rich Roll and Rogan, I will never hear from them again. But, <laughs> but for whatever reason, Harvey Lewis was like, yeah, I'm like, I was shocked because someone was said to me, said like, you got to talk to Harvey Lewis. I said, I don't know if Harvey Lewis is going to come on the adventure venture jogger because he's been on rich roll for pete's sake and so i sent the email he's like oh yeah i'll do it i'm like you will <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i uh i remember i was actually uh driving down to florida and i was uh i was gonna sign up for that across the universe or across the years race or whatever i think yeah. that was the one he had to uh drive from cincinnati down to didn't get any sleep and still want it yeah. i'm like oh. <laughs> and i i i didn't sign up for that i'm like man that would have been a cool race to be at to see that <laughs> yeah to get beaten by by harvey lewis a, a sleep deprived harvey lewis yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that was actually how i found about i think it was the running public maybe becca mm-hmm. becca was on yeah and then i was i was listening to your um weird award show i think um on the way down too Oh, cool. It, it was uh it was hilarious. I had just ran I ran with Corey the day before. Yeah. And he was like on one of the uh you know top ten lists or something like that, or top twenty. I don't know what it was, but yeah. um and then Mike Melton was mentioned, and mm-hmm. then I ended up doing a race in Tennessee like a week later and uh hung out with Mike. So it was very funny, uh listening to your podcast then just kind of these people appearing you know <laughs> yeah and you know mike melton's one of those guys that he, he runs that timing company and he yeah. has seen so much like he may be the unofficial like record keeper the watcher the overseer if you will of the ultra world like there's so much knowledge and stories that that guy has that I know that when we're going to have him on again, because I've, I've talked to him about, you know, we've got to give you your full episode. We can't have you on like a 15 minute segment is not enough for Mike Melton. So I know that we're going to do a Mike Melton episode at some point and it's going to end up being like two hours long and that's fine by me. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, he was, uh, it was, it was cool. There was a uh, one and a half mile hot lap in that course and I, it was like straight uphill. So I was kind of trading for, mid-state with that so i was able to see mike you know every 18 minutes basically i was kind of treating him like the mid-state you know like 18 minutes up and down and yeah time two minutes at the aid station and then back up you know so yeah he was really really cool guy so steve do what, this new format and when if you want to listen to the whole mid-state mile episode it's live from Stafford's camper. It's a couple episodes back, but oh, I, yeah, I, I already heard that one. So, but I love this. I love this, this Steve, this new format, this last person standing format is a really cool new addition. I say new, I mean, Big's backyard ultra has been around for probably 15 years, but it's, it hasn't seen the, the popularity that it's seen in the last couple of years. And so the format itself has really taken off and there's backyard ultras everywhere. Do you, do you prefer that format or, or how do you think it kind of ranks for you? So uh, I, I'm actually, was a big idiot and uh, I signed up for one in October because um, Coomer puts one on last dot standing yeah. where they run, you know, to the bar, back to the park. Yeah. Well, so I, I got that one like October 21st. Well, uh, I was listening to Justin Hamilton on a, I think it was Justin on one of the podcasts and he was talking about Little's Backyard Ultra. Yeah. So I look up that and that was like three weeks before last dot. 
And I'm like, yeah, I might as well sign up for them both, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> three weeks apart, probably not the best strategy for last man standing events, but uh, for a hundred bucks, I figured, you know, it'd be cool to be in Laz's backyard to kind of see, you know, see that all go down. So yeah, I, I absolutely love the last man standing formats. It's very, um, ultra running is already a team effort and it's yeah. even more of a team effort for those kind of races. Yeah. Know? Cause it's, it's so, it's so cool because old, you can only go as far as the other person will take you. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. it's, it and, and then to see how to, to witness it myself as, as a crew member and just a, a podcaster out there, it's cool to see packs form and groups form, you know? And after you get through the first couple hours, you see the same people, running and chatting with each other and friends come and go in those groups and it's a lot of life lived in 24 to 48 hours oh yeah i mean i was i mean um you know we had a nice pack going you know in the back of the pack you know not with cohen and all those guys you know all those fast guys up in the front but uh yeah like even just when mailman aaron you know went down it was like you know kind of lost a piece of me out there you know we were <laughs> we were kind of we were kind of joking that we were going to be the last two you know on the you know front of our our union magazine or something you know the post <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it, it, it was it's it was definitely cool you know um you know and people were singing Mr. Pulse Man to me, you know, and, uh, you know, call me Carl Malone. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be stocked down here with the assist. I'm going for the, you know, dunk, you know. On, you know. <laughs> I love it. The jokes are endless. Um, Steve, oh, yeah. can you give us just a, what is something about the post office that would shock people? Um, Actually, how... I mean, I make fun of it for being inefficient, but it is just hilarious, you know, how efficient it is actually. Yeah. I mean, just the way that stuff and then just the brains on my coworkers. I mean, if, you know, somebody sends in, you know, one, two, three fake street with grandma, Betty, we somehow figure out where the hell it's going, you know, kind of. <laughs> really? Because you'll get um, like like really messed up addresses that you can't read and you have to figure that out. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of, and it is, I, 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 if, if we were working 40 hour weeks, I would work there till I was 80 years old. I mean, I have, you know, you know, great people I work with, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it's a, you know, I like it. I mean, it's a great, I got my downtown and stuff, but yeah, I just, uh, kind of a little pussy with dogs too. So, I mean that, uh, so when I have to do 15 hours off, you know, other people's routes a week and I'm rounding the corner, not knowing what's, you know, coming out of the door. Sometimes I, <laughs> that makes it, uh, you know, tough to, uh, tough to do, but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah. I mean, it's people, uh, it's definitely not a job for everyone. No, for <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, you're right. I, I mean, I'm sure Tennessee was, you know, I, I got lucky and didn't work yesterday, but just my coworkers talking about, you know, what the heat index, you know, just being out there was uh pretty brutal, you know? So, um, but I'm, yeah, obviously I'm the idiot out there wearing shorts when it's like 25. So, <laughs> so summer's really bad for me. So <laughs> Steve Holcomb, the mailman, 
Thanks for joining us on the podcast, man. That was a heck of a fun chat. Thanks for having me. A uh, longtime listener, first time caller. So great to have you on and best of luck at, at, uh, at Badger. Have fun there and hallucination I've heard is a crazy party. So you'll love that as well. Yep. Thanks for having me on. All right, adventurejogger.com. If you want to listen to some back episodes, there's gear as well, including the new bucket hats, or you can get yourself an Adventure Jogger race team jersey and join the team. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.